Chad, what episode is this, Chad? Episode number one. Yeah. Episode. Thank you. I start again. Episode oh, number one hundred and fifth. God damn it. One sixty something. <laughs> hey, Chad, what episode is this, Chad? <laughs> episode number one hundred sixty-four. God damn it. Marker. We are currently on our way to Humble, <laughs> but we That's thought it. we'd take advantage of this time to. Take advantage of each other. Yeah. Hey. We got one hand free. Look at that pretty shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's shiny. Awesome. Yeah. Shiny, yeah. happy, shiny, happy Hello, people. Hello, baby Eric C. Hughes. Hello, friends. See, Welcome. See, see, all you listeners who aren't watching the YouTube channel, that's just what you're missing out on. Yeah. Some fucking movie magic Stunning. happening right now. Turn, cinematography. Turn, turn the fucking TV on. Oh, look. Look at my t-shirt. Oh, Penny nice. The, Penny and the Flamethrowers. That's right. We're going to be playing with them in July. Yeah, they're coming down from Dallas. From Louisville. Yeah, we're going to have... Uh, have a big night at the Continental. Yeah. We also, just today, we solidified Vegas. We're finally going back to Vegas. Vegas is one of many shows we were looking forward to in 2020, which did not happen. Damn it, COVID. Uh, that is going to be in July. July 26th through the 31st. Six nights in Las Vegas and Rira and Six Megalay nights. Six, Six nights in Vegan, Nevada. And three days. Wait. With. 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 Hi. Heidi. Howdy, Riggs. Heidi. Will be joining us for the full week there, and uh, I believe. For and then the, onwards to California. California. A lot of people have been asking us when we're going to hit the West Coast, when we're coming out to Vegas again. There we go. It's going to be this summer. You heard it here first. So we have a special guest this week. In a moment, you're going to see our conversation with, with the great Mark Riddell, the hardest working bass player in Houston, who also just put on his first solo record entitled Corporeal Pilot. Right? Is that the time, right? Corporeal. Uh, yeah, yeah. fact check that. Well, yes. <laughs> how, how are we pronouncing it? Corporeal. God, what's wrong with you? Eric was there. Eric was at the beach. Eric couldn't even be there. Eric was. I missed it. I was at the beach. Yes. He was. Uh, he was down there just uh, throwing, throwing, throwing bread to the seagulls, as they there say. If if you know what I mean, kids. Galveston. Yeah. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, this is our good friend Mark Riddell. And just in case you're in case you're wondering. What it looks like in in print. Represent. Yeah. I like it. We are. Yes. And also, also, yeah. fabulous work, my friend. Oh, thank fabulous you, Fabulous work. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so impressed with the record. I, I just, I want to start at the beginning. Okay. We've, uh, we've known about you for, for years. We've met you on and off through different lineups. It's just, it's, and you've actually been, been the topic on our, on our slapper cast many, many times in that yeah. you've covered you've backed up you've held the you've held the rhythm i mean you've you've driven some of the best bands here in houston and rightly so i mean there, there's a, a reason why that you get the phone call first yeah and yeah <laughs> we're yeah we're, we're big fans but i'm i'm actually blown away by uh, by your record this is um and is, is this out in the shops yet not yet. Um, I'm going through uh, Orchard, just like a Apple subsidiary for distribution, and they kind of control all that. Um, uh, so I hmm. think it's supposed to come out sometime in early May, like the I think like the first week or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah one of the one of the the tracks is available on on digital platforms. Um, the cover of the year. Uh, and, mm-hmm. Yes. And and then I think. They may they may release another one before May. I'm not sure. It's really weird how they do it. They like ask for like a a focus song, and then they ask for a, like a single, like two sided single, right? Essentially. And so I thought the focus song would be like the first single. You know, uh, it's not. <laughs> they, I don't. Oh. That's the one you. T- but that's the one you tell them like I want to put it on like you know these playlists and uh, you know focus on this market. Mm-hmm. 
but this record is kind of weird because it's all over the place genre wise. Um, so I, like, you know, the, the song that I chose, which I think is the strongest one on the track has got kind of this Queens of the stone age feel. So I was kind of, I was kind of pushing for, uh, you know, playlists that, that, that were like that. And then the first one they release is this one. And I was like, well, this doesn't really work for those playlists. I mean, it does for some of them, but you know, it's like, all right, whatever. Um, but you know, I knew I was going to run into that problem kind of from the outset, you know, this was, uh, I knew this was going to be kind of a genre variant album. Um, just cause I've been sitting on these different kinds of songs for so long, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like how, how are, how old are some of these songs? Are, there, are some of them like recently written or things most have been of, sitting around most for a long time? Of them, let me think. I think, uh, most of them are written, uh, during lockdown. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Most of them. Cool. Um, yeah. and then, uh, a couple of them, I brought out of the, you know, brought, the vaults. brought out of the vaults and dusted yeah. them off and fixed them a little bit and rearranged them. And, and, uh, you know, we got what we got. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Man. I, yeah. I, I, I love, I love the diversity of it. I love the, 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 the swath. I mean, you really do. You set across the thing, you know, the, uh, the victim of a negligent suicide that I was just, I, my stereo couldn't go loud enough, you know, just, yeah. yes, that's the, <laughs> Man, That's, I gotta give I gotta give John Miranda, the guy who mastered it, a lot of credit for that one because uh, he 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 fixed it. Like I, he didn't fix it; it was fine. But like, I mean, as you might imagine, the guitars on that track were hot, real hot, and they needed to be, and it was fine. But when he mastered it, it all kind of you know focused in, and and he he's a, did a masterful a masterful job of mastering. Um, cool. But yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you like the diversity of it. I was a little worried about that in the beginning, um, but when we started getting into it and recording it, I was like, no, nah, I think because there's th- there is kind of a through line in it, you know. I, I don't. I think it's just, and I think it's mainly just because of the the, the players. You know what I mean? I think like, you know, I I didn't. I brought in the arrangements, and they were pretty meticulous. Uh, but as far as like, you know, how they were going to play, I just let them do it. And so I think a lot of, a lot of what, what is cool about that record is that like, you know, yes, they're all different, but it's all the same players and they're all coming at it from the same place. And so there's this kind of tie the binds, if you will, all together, you know? Um, yeah. Victims of negligence, suicide. That was a fun one. I almost passed out about two or three times in the, (laughs) in the booth trying to sing that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, like I say, it's heavy, it's fat, it's it's everything, but e- everything is in it. Everything's yeah. in it. There's a kitchen sink. There's everything that you need in a rock and roll number. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I think uh, I think that's one I'm going to try to like with uh, Isaiah's help. Maybe try to pitch to like you know some like skate video companies or whatever you know to like see if I can yes. get it on a on a soundtrack, if you will. Wow. So we'll see. It's, it was a fun one. Uh, w- one of the questions I wanted to ask you today, Mark Riddell, yeah. is who give me give me a song and give me a band that's you know Queen of the Stone Age or, or up. Give me okay. a band. Give me a band that you would want to cover any one of these songs right now today. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, oh man! I would and, like. And- I, I would like to hear. Uh, this is going to date me a little bit. I would like to hear Billy Corgan do uh, "December Days," that last track. 
Yes. Um, I think that would be kind of rad. Um, I would like, I think also, I think, uh, like, like that Shakedown Mr. Bluebird, yes, it's a Queen of the Stone Age song, but I always toyed with the idea of making that into like a Gorillaz style track. And, uh, yeah. which would have been a, that may be a little too extreme a departure for the, for the, for the, for the, for the record. Um, but man, having those guys, you know, I just, I, I think they're pretty brilliant. Having those guys mess with any of these tunes would be cool, but that one in particular, I think would be pretty rad. Yeah, because I, 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 in my head, these songs play so well in so many different arenas. It's just, it's, it, it really is. It's hats off. Chad and I were uh, before we uh, we shook you down this afternoon. We were talking about we we we, we were talking about the, the the cover of the year, and I was hearing early Cars, Rick Ocasek, very 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 cool, very very subtle rock. You know, just just I mean, you know, yeah. And, and like Mark, like you and I spoke about the other day at Catalina. Uh, rock and roll is is not dead. Rock and no, but rock and roll it, it definitely needs it's you know you definitely need you know you need stuff like this to <laughs> to, to, to bring it back. I, I couldn't be more serious. I mean it, it's it's yeah, uh, man. I think you're right. I think you know it's weird. You know everything is like it goes in cycles, obviously. But it's been I think since I would say like you know early two thousands. It seems like at least for the way rock and pop are moving, like moving together that we we're kind of like doing this weird acceleration through the de- rock and roll decades. Like it seems like on like a four and five year basis, you know, and, and they're getting swirled together a little bit too. Right. So, you know, with this kind of, not that they needed it, but this new interest in the Beatles and like all these, like, you know, indie rock acts that are trying to be the Beatles, which is cool. Like, I mean, you know, go for it. That stuff's not easy. And, and some of these guys are really good, you know? And, and then you got like, you know, with, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin with, with, uh, what's the name of that band that got uh, Greta Von Fleet, right? Even though they don't claim that Led Zeppelin was an influence, <laughs> a bunch of fucking liars, but that's okay. Um, but like that, that that's, <laughs> I mean, it, it's what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, but they got real big. And so like, I see, but then, but then the eighties kind of with, you know, of course with, 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 uh, with uh you know midi controlling being what it is now and home recording like of course the 80s are going to have like this this kind of resurgence you know and i've been <laughs> kind of going back and listening to a lot of the 80s stuff that i dismissed when i was a kid and man that stuff is great like mm-hmm. i mean like duran duran you know and you know like these big like real heavy keyboard you know and you just got to remember that like they were using the, what we consider to be kind of cheese ball sounds because that's all that was available. It was just the new thing, you know? Yeah. And, and with that in mind, if you can kind of like get past that and just listen to what they're doing, um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. and then, you know, and now I see the nineties kind of starting to, to get back into the, into the fray, which is exciting for me because that, that was, that was my, that was my generation. Right. And, um, uh, but like, I, I think, I think I think that was a cool part, like cool time for for rock and roll, and I and I think there's enough, like kind of a like just there's enough social impetus at this point to kind of bring that back. Also, you know, got a lot of a lot of mad folks out there, and you know, <laughs> and uh, I, I I just don't think you know I don't think Beyonce is going to cut it. You know, it's just not. <laughs> she, and she's great, but she's not bad about anything. Um, uh, 
And, uh, and I think, I think rock and roll will come back with that. I think it's, you know, it's always been, it's always been an amplifier of social situations. And I, and I think, um, I think it's time, you know what I mean? And, and there are some really great rock bands. I just went and saw Kaleo, uh, last week and I'd never seen them live. Um, and they were incredible and it was just a rock and roll show, you know I mean? Just straight up rock and roll. Kaleo, they're, uh, Iceland, an Icelandic, Oh um, yes, yes. Where, yeah, like, where did they play? Uh, House of Blues. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, it was good, man. They were great, like really great. You know, um, too much drum triggers, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want to play, if you're trying to play like John Bonham, just do it. You know, just he's just, the just, guy. Yeah, go home and learn. Yeah, l- learn the well, chops. I'm the, the drummer was good. He was over there banging away at it, and I was thinking, well, maybe that's why they use triggers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> take take yeah. the beast a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I think rock and roll's got a place. I I, I just you know, I mean, even with guys like. Uh, Oh, I just had it, but I just lost his name with uh, the younger fellow with like, he's got like the, all the face tats and uh, started out kind of doing EDM hip hop. And now he's like doing er- a country er- record and he's doing, you know, <laughs> and he did a bunch of Nirvana covers. And um, what's that guy's name? Um, I have no idea. He's real, real big, real popular guy. Don't do drugs, kids. This is what happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is Anyway, it might come to me later. Uh, actually, a buddy of mine out in Los Angeles got to work with him on uh, the country stuff that he did and said he was a really smart guy, super knowledgeable about music and like an obvious fan and a talented dude. And, um, you know, so when he, he came out with like doing those Nirvana covers and they're awesome. Like, they, I mean, they're great. And it was really unexpected uh, for me. And I was like, oh, shit, man. Well, maybe this guy will help kind of bring this back. And then you got like the the new Batman movie that just came out, you know, and uh, they use something in the way, like apparently repeatedly throughout the record. And right, so I, I heard on the radio today, they're like, never mind is seeing another big bump in in sales, you know, just because mm-hmm. of that, you know. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, wow. like I said, all that's very exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's disheartening to me to see and to hear the amount of country that's and and again I I, I don't mean country, you know. Yeah, yeah thank you, Chad. Country music. Yeah, the, you know, it, it really is. It's just it to, to me. It's just it's it's a gun in the mouth, you know, for for dinner and dessert. You know, for um, just the amount of shit that's trying to be passed off as that and the biggest yeah. spotlight on it. and and you uh, we blackguards and you Mark Riddell have. Um, have a, we, we both recorded at actually it was because of your record that we went to Edgewater Studios. Oh, nice! And uh, and worked with those guys because we heard the guitars on. I was like, ooh, and the yeah. drums were like, yeah. <laughs> so that was and, and and those guys that was impressive to me because they, I mean, given their given their uh, their choice, they would probably just be a country recording. Act. You know, I mean, of course, they'll, they'll take what work they can get. But Yeah, yeah, I think that's the big thing. And there's a lot, there's a, you know, there's just a lot of work in that country thing, especially yeah. being, being in Houston. Yeah, I've, um, you know, as a session guy over there, we've done a lot of that kind of, you know, quote unquote, country music. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and some of it's actually been really, really great. Um, but a lot of it is like, you know, and, Sometimes I just want to like, it's not my place, obviously. I'm just there to play the bass line. But um, sometimes I just want to ask these guys and be like, I mean, is this, I realize this is a big market and it's, a, and it's an exciting one to get into. But I mean, you know, like, what do you, 
what do you bring in? What do you bring into the genre? You know, and I think unfortunately the reason why country is so terrible now is because the, there's no focus on the uniqueness of the singer anymore. And I think you know they all sound the same. Even the singers all sound the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they have to. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's like it's like they're they're conform they they feel forced to conform to play the market and. And I don't know if that's anybody's fault necessarily. I just think it's just the way it is right now. And of course, like, you know, terrestrial radio is being where it is right now, which is a whole other discussion. I'm sure we can get into that a little bit. But, um, you know, the terrestrial radio world for like Texas music artists or country artists from from Texas specifically is still very much alive and well. And I don't know if maybe they're just shepherding like this kind of uniform blah, you know, um, because they have a listenership that, that will buy the stuff that the advertisers put on their shows. You know, I, I just, um, it's weird, but like, you know, like the days of like, I mean, all my favorite country singers, they can sing two bars. I know exactly who it is. I couldn't do that for any of these guys, you know? I mean, they're just, they're just not that good, you know? Um, and, and the writing, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's weird also to me how like the, all the songs kind of sound like, and this is, there are obviously exceptions and I'm taking a, a broad swath here, but um, yes, a lot of it to me just kind of sounds like worship music with make maybe some pedal steel in it, you know? And that's kind of, that's kind of all it is, you know, a lot of recycled chord changes, a lot of recycled melody ideas, you know, which that country's always been uh, guilty of that, but um, just like just the uniqueness is gone. It's just kind of, it's kind of it's kind of bad. I will tell you though, man. One guy, a local guy, who uh, I really really like as a as a writer, and uh, he's kind of come into his own too. Is Jason James? Y'all y'all know this cat at all? I know the name. Chad, yeah. You know him? yeah, yeah. And he's doing like it's real it's real traditional. It's in the old it's in the older style, kind of the fifties and sixties. And he's got a cool voice. Um, he started out sounding a lot like George Jones and he still kind of does, but he's kind of coming into his own. Um, and he writes really good music. Like, you know, he's a, and he's a nice fella too. Um, so like, you know, like I said, it's just like rock and roll and dead. I don't think country's dead either. It's just, you know, it's just what you, what people like, which (laughs) (laughs) ain't no control on that, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, I, I understand what people are going for when they ask for, a country band at a barbecue and a, a country band at a, you know, you know, I understand that it's it, it, people, people want to get in the dance floor. They want to two-step, they want to do blah, blah, blah. However, uh, what, what just drives me up the wall is there just no fucking time taken to stop and say, I'm going to put my, this is how I'm going to push my, not even push my, you know, write for yourself, but at the same time, be yourself. Right. Don't fucking, don't, you know, don't copy the, it just drives me fucking crazy. Don't, don't, if, if it sounds too much like somebody else, you know, then change yeah. the key and fucking cut your wrist, man. Do, do yeah. Some- yeah. Just do, do something a little bit different. Like, you know, I, I think, I think a lot of guys forget that like most of the great singers and frontmen in the world, like, I mean, they really honed their sound and their, and their and their movements and, and the whole thing, you know, and, you know, play it around. I mean, you know, uh, it's not, it's not just open your mouth and see what comes out, you know? 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, I say that, but I did a lot of that on 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 my record. I did. <laughs> that was the most uncomfortable part of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not. I, I don't. I, I would if I could go back and and, and re-sing some of those songs. I, I think I would, but I think everybody says that. Um, yeah. Um, if, but, you know, if you yeah, if you come yeah. away from a record. You know, and, and you say, "Man, that's 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 fucking. We nailed it. Yeah, that's perfect." I don't want to hear that fucking record. <laughs> I don't either, man. No. I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I, I listened to that record so much for like mixes and stuff. My kids started like trying to sing along and like would would knew when all the breaks happened, he'd be dancing around the room with his back to me, and then right before the drop or a pause, he'd turn around and look at me with this smile on his face, and then he knew when it was coming back. You know, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." Like, uh, <laughs> we've been doing cool. We've been listening to this a lot, haven't we? I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's yeah. nothing better, man. There's nothing better than that. When, you, when, when, when your kids run for the hills, when your record comes on, then, yeah, guess what? Go yeah. back to the. You got a problem. You yeah. Got a problem. Yeah. That's not going to work. Um, yeah. 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 But those guys over at the whole point of this, those guys over at Edgewater are fun to work with. And, uh, you know, we get, we, they get some good, Good projects, and um, I think you know we're going to go do uh, the new uh, Mighty Orc record over there too, um, which Excellent. should be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, once we get all, all these songs uh, worked up, you know, but yeah, that, I think that'll be good, and hopefully good for for him too. You know, get him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. is. He is. Uh, he's another one that we've been waiting to get on here. He yeah. he, he uh, just not only just not only a guitar singing just just beast yeah. but then then he comes out and he starts taking pictures and he makes ansel adams look like a fucking cartoonist <laughs> he's a if god stop it just slow down yeah yeah he's he's, he, he's brilliant he's an artist artist through and through you know um yeah and he also like he likes to hyper focus which i think a lot of artists also like to do and so when he puts his mind to do something it's going to get done pretty quick um yeah, he's wonderful, man. Just like, just like you guys, I've known him for years, you know. And because uh, we were only, I think, a year apart in, in in school, he graduated a year before I did. And I used to see him all over the place. Huh. And you know, um, like I was super excited when, like, uh, when Matt uh, Johnson came and played with Stinson for a long while, you know. And I was pumped about that because I'd seen Matt play with Orc for years and and loved him as a drummer. And then Ork just and, and Ork and I knew each other, had been friends. I booked I booked something with uh, another band I used to front back in law school, uh, Studio Magic Black. That was that was a it was I, I still love that band name. I took that from a buddy of mine. Um, we had a rock and roll thing, and so I you know I was putting together shows, and Ork came and played a, a couple of them, which was really cool. So you know we kept in touch, and then finally just out of the blue one day, wanted to meet up for a beer, and he was and he sat down, and he's like, "Listen, man." Um, do you know anybody in Houston that plays bass? I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to trying to get something new that's going. You know, is there anybody you would recommend? And I was like, uh, <laughs> hello. I'll be. I'll do it, dude. <laughs> he was yeah. like, he was like, will you? And he was like, I just figured you were too busy. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, dude, yo, let me play with you. And he was like, okay. And so there was that. And it is fun, man. That guy, like, he's a great guitar player. Yes. But man, I think the thing that that, that that his singing is just like you just like you just got to sit there and stare at the guy, you know. Yeah, it's just it's it's amazing. He does his version of um, 
uh, Graceland. Have y'all, uh, Paul Simon's Graceland that he worked out for his solo gigs. Oh, it's beautiful. It makes me cry every time he sings it. It's just so good. Um, Wow. Yeah. No, it's cool. You know, and I, and he, he does, he needs, he deserves all the, just all the, the recognition that he can get, man. I mean, he's just, he's, he's a talent. In fact, I heard yeah. the other day a buddy of mine went to go see Lyle Lovett down in Galveston, and apparently he and Lyle kind of got to be uh, buddies a little bit, you know. And uh, and Lyle gave him like a huge shout out from stage, you know, like at the at the Galveston Opera House, which I which I thought was a very cool move. And so I'm, I'm hoping maybe maybe we'll get a few more f- folks of. Uh, I mean, they're going to be older. We'll know if it has any <laughs> effect on people coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I thought that was groovy, man, because he, yeah, he definitely deserves it. He's a talented dude. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 and Matt Johnson have been have been just we've I, I've just idolized them for 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 so many years because they're just yeah. they, they just they ooze music, soul, yeah. poetry, uh, you know, rock, but soul. I mean, just a, a, anything blues, anything they put their mind to it. If they're into it, you're gonna yeah. feel it. It's gonna you know, be they're good. Gonna, we're going to give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt coming in doing stints and stuff, which is all over the map too. And a lot of traditional country things like him. Yeah. He, just, he crushed it, man. You know? He, yeah. He, he did great. It was fun. So, so, so given this, given this record, brand new, hasn't even seen the light of day essentially yet. We're, um, so I, uh, obviously on the, all the music platforms, all, uh, you know, um, Stuff that we're going to see yeah. it in the record shops too, right? Yeah, I've already talked to Quinn over at Cactus, and I talked to uh, uh, Thomas Escalante with Sigs, and I got to reach out to like Waterloo and stuff. I'm just like, I'll I'll do personal reach outs locally if they if if the if distribution wants like has some plan to get it out to stores, great. Um, but like the local guys I talked to, and um, actually it was. I was just going to give them CD. I mean, that's what we do, right? We just give them the records, like, you know, just walk into Cactus, give them the records, and then they they put them in the system, and that's it. But, man, Orchard, for whatever reason, wanted 300 copies, 300 CDs of this thing, and which the guys at Edgewater were telling me that's a little weird. Like, they never asked for that many. I'm like, yeah, no kidding, because nobody buys CDs. Like, I didn't even – I only printed 200 for myself. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get rid of all of these, right? So they wanted huh. 300 of them, so I'm hoping – I'm hoping – that they huh. they've got folks that they're going to try to push it to because the last thing I need is another big box of CDs taking up room, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. They know uh, what they're doing. I hope so. We'll we'll find out. Um, but yeah, so it'll be available in stores, and then uh, it's on all the digital stuff. Yeah, you know, they'll they help out making a YouTube page also. So uh, I'll have all that. Oh, with, good. with the videos that I did during lockdown also with a buddy of mine. So, you know, nice. Yeah. How many videos? Just two. Um, I went into Edgewater and did three of the songs that are on the record and then got reacquainted with a, a buddy of mine from way back who had gotten into uh, script writing and directing since the last time I'd saw him. And he was in Houston and he had some new gear he wanted to try out. And he also needed some bass on a, he's a great musician also. And he needed, baselines on his record that he was working at so we did a nice little barter nice yeah yeah speaking of that too uh where 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 can we get these oh uh (laughs) well you're gonna have to call me or email me at this point uh there will be a store eventually but that's gonna all happen kind of at the same time uh yeah yeah, i love those man trish cramblett did that did that design and she 
she nailed it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do want to mention too, it's a, it's, it's a word of warning. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do not wear this shirt if you don't want to get laid. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm so fucking tired. I've only worn it once. But God, <laughs> it's been the most I've ever had, I'll tell you. So, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's no, it's, Maybe I should start wearing one. No, <laughs> yeah. I can't do that anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, you, you know, I'm not a young man anymore. So, I, you know, I just have to, I have to wear it inside out when I want to breathe. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's. <laughs> You, you, you absolutely nailed it. But I, but I got to say, man, I, you know, I, 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 I keep going back to $4 wine on, on the record. I just, okay. I just straight ahead rock and roll, man. But just, I love that. I fucking yeah. love that. That was, I figured any rock and roll record's got to have one Chuck Berry song on it. And that was, that was my Chuck Berry song. So yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, straight up, man. Just, just so, so, so clever. So the harmonies are the ha- harmonies are so rich, and the thing I love about it is you cannot. I fucking hate when you get a record and you go but um bum and you know where that fuck. This is uh, one of those ones. Just makes you think. It, it's nice because you know you can tell that it's a it's a it's it's written by somebody that's that's thinking, but still not trying to rush you. And I I mean the band rush you into stupid fills and you know. Crazy, you know, time signature changes, all that bullshit. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's your, that's your thing, I just like it because it makes you think, and it's one of those well thought out records, and it's just it sounds so fucking good on you know on a nice stereo. Yeah, and, you know, like again, like I say, I'm so old. I don't like the. I, I, I love it on my on my CD player. I love it in my car. I don't yeah. like it. You know, I don't listen in headphones and that kind of shit. Yeah, so, man. You know, I didn't even get to hear it in my car until it was finished because I, I I never had a like a you know I, I got a CD player, but I don't have any Bluetooth connection. It's an old enough car for that, and I just kept dragging my heels on getting something for it or whatever, you know. And um, like I didn't want to buy another dongle or whatever the fuck they call these things. Right, um, right. Like uh, so, man. That's there's my old man statement. Um, I have no yeah. more dongles. I don't need any more dongles. Um, but uh, yeah. So I finally got to hear it when it was all sitting in the car, and I was like, oh, "Hey, all right, yeah, okay, oh, that sounds good in the car, okay." <laughs> yeah, good. you know, which yeah. I think is very yeah. important for any rock and roll record. It's got to sound good with the windows rolled down. Absolutely, to, yeah. You know, turn yeah. it all the way. You know, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did have a cyclist go by the house the other day, and it was playing quite loud. And the cyclist turned to the house and was like, "Yeah." Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I don't know what they could. Yeah, I don't know what they could make. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was cool. I was. I, I just caught his eye as he was going by. He was like, "Yeah." Was like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. One of my uh, dear friends, uh, Katie Rushing, who uh, played in a band with, and actually been picking up gigs with her again. But uh, I taught her old uh, her oldest kid a little bit of piano, and um, so you know, he and I got to know each other. He's a cool kid, and. Uh, she brought home that record, and apparently he just like took it, went and locked himself in his room for like the next couple hours, just cranking it. And he's like ten, <laughs> you know. Wow. And I, and I was like, okay. I was like, well, you know, there may be some words he's he's going to learn, but that's okay, you know. So I was, I was, uh, I was encouraged by that because you know that's that's what we did, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what I'm saying. Rock and roll is not dead, and we can't fucking you know we can't sit by here and watch it die. We have to. You know, yeah. we have to add to it. 
No, man, I just wanted to, yeah, that's why, and doing the live show was a lot of fun, because I think that's a big, that's a big thing that, like, I think, like, a lot of rock and roll bands want to do, but don't really quite get there, it's like, you know, it's the presentation, you know what I mean, it's, there's, a, there has to be a little bit of theatrics to it, it's, it's, and, uh, and, uh, and I think, um, I think that's, you know, I think it's important, you know, uh, I think it, 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 it kind of taps into that stereotype that people have of rock and roll, you know, and which yeah. is, is there now and that's okay. Like just play into mm-hmm. it a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Are y'all going to do that again? Yeah, I think so. Uh, probably around Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm already been talking to Alan about it and, uh, excellent. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think judging by the, you know, get business about it. I mean, Passion aside, I would love to do it, but business-wise, I think enough people showed up that uh, I think we can. I think we could get close to that again. You know. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, I, I, especially too, once the records heard, and mm-hmm. people are people are you know people are intrigued and they want to see that because it was again we were working we were out of town that that sure, uh, yeah no, and uh, we 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 absolutely would have been there. Um, and, but the, the stories we heard again from the people that went, it was, it was all on and the, 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 the your, your idea to bring in the extra lights and the, you know, do a production. Yeah. Top marks, top marks. Thanks man. Yeah. That's why we got to make sure that enough people get through the door. Cause that's, <laughs> yeah. the lights don't come free, man. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. People are talking about it. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. you know. That was that was the idea, and it was just kind of wanting to give people a, I mean, you know, give people a chance to just kind of escape for a little while. You know, I, I, the most that I, the, the most the, the most most commented thing that people folks told me like after the show and since then was like, this is the first time that I've been around a crowd of people and I didn't feel worried. Didn't feel and what worried? Like I, they didn't ha- they didn't feel anxious. Yeah, and it, you know, and uh, and just had a lot of fun, like seeing people they hadn't seen in a long time, and 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 just and rocking out, you know, and um, and I think there was a lot of factors that that just narrowly became uh, good timing, uh, you know, just universes working the way it does. Um, but uh, but I was I like that because that was that was what I wanted to do, you know. <laughs> I want to get a bunch of people in a room and and yeah. get, get sweaty and rock out and. Um, so, you know, planets aligned, it worked out. It was cool. So yeah, I want to do it again. I think we will. Yeah. The, 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 the guys, the band guys want to do it again. So that's encouraging also. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and can, can you run down, uh, can you run down the people on the, on the album? It was Isaiah on drums. Yeah. So Isaiah did drums on almost all the tracks, um, except for one. Uh, and then John Shelton, uh, did all the guitar, did, uh, guitars, Lee, Lee guitars, guitars, Derek Hames, uh, did backup vocals and organ and uh, rhythm guitar um, and uh, some keys. And then um, and we also had Nissa Garcia come in and sing some backups on some of the tracks. And then the Mighty Orc and Chris Arduin came in and did uh, one of the numbers also. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, like I say, it, it's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful representation of um, of you know, kind of like a bird's eye view of a, of, of a great rock record. It's just, it really, it, it's, it's so, it's so rich and it's so, like I said, you know, keep us going back to, but it, it's just not, it's not a, uh, it's not a predictable 
which is my least favorite record to listen to when you know what's what's coming and you know that you know right i love it i just thanks man yeah i i, I was really happy with it um and you know like the lyrical content was really important after years of playing with stinson who like i mean that guy is just a lyrical genius and and all the stuff that he's that he had introduced me to like from the songwriting standpoint like you know, well-crafted songs and, and, and brilliant lyrics and how all of that can work together. I don't know if I quite got to that level, but damn it, I really tried, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm pretty proud of the lyrics on this one. You know, there's some, there's, if you, if you listen to it pretty closely, there's, you know, you got to kind of think about it a little bit, but there, there's some, there's some colorful imagery going on and, and some connections that I hope aren't too obscure. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, um, but yeah, um, you know, I was pleased with it. I don't know if I want to do a whole full length record again. I'll probably just do some singles from here on out just hmm. because there's not really, I don't feel any big push to do it. Uh, and it's expensive, um, much easier to budget yeah. just one track at a time. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, so yeah, but it, it was fun, man. I, it really was like, you know, I've had a lot of really good mentors over the years for songwriting. And so I, I, uh, you know, I, I was just trying to do something I'd hope they'd they'd be proud of, you know. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it shows. And Mike Stinson, if boys and girls, if you're curious, we were talking earlier about country and how just utterly boring it is and predictable and bullshit. But uh, Mike Stinson, yeah, check him out because yeah, he he travels in that country circuit, but he does he he plays by Mike's rules. He doesn't play by yeah anybody else's. He you know whatever the flavor du jour is. Mike's, Mike's, you know, Mike's yeah, writing he, his own. Yeah. He's got, I'm looking forward to that. We're He's coming in in April. We're going to do another record and it's, it's, it's a, there's not really any country music on it. I mean, there's some country themes maybe going in, but mo- it's going to be a rock and roll record. I mean, that's just what oh, cool. he's been moving towards, you know, he, oh. he, those first records, like he loves classic country, you know, and he, he was trying to write songs that he could, th- that he could hear George Jones singing or hear Willie Nelson singing or, you know, and I think he, he did it, man. He, some of those, some of those country, a lot of those country tunes that he wrote are, are brilliant. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me to like find tracks that I just don't like on any of his records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's really hard. I mean, they're all really good. And, uh, and then, you know, in recent, and then over the last, like, you know, 10 years or so, he kind of started getting more into the, into the rock stuff, like writing rock and roll songs, which I think was cool because I mean, it, it's not easy to do rock and roll songs are not easy to write. You know, it's almost easier to write a country song in, in some ways, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, I not, that's not to take anything away from it, um, you know, from the, from the genre, but like, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a few more rules to, you know, doing the country thing and, you know, rock's kind of just whatever, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, his rock songs are awesome. And again, it's just, it's always the lyrics. Like that guy just writes these incredible lyrics and then, and then he remembers all of them. And I don't understand that either. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's amazing, man. He's just got that gift. Um, yeah. Are you going to play, are you going to be playing any shows with him in town while he's recording? I don't know. Uh, I little. I have to go on tour as soon as we get done recording the record. Um, with whom? With uh, Sam Morrow. Oh yeah. Still, yeah. So I'm doing like a two two and a half week run with him, opening up for the Vandaliers all over. Uh, wow. 
Yeah, uh, which which should be a lot of fun. Those Vandaliers guys, that's a good rock and roll band with they're they're uh they're country, right? You know, but they're they're definitely not. Like it's it's like it's kind of punk rock. It's like, you know, they're they're as they're not quite as as hard edged as the super suckers, but they're just like, you know, right under there, you know, and throw a party. So it'll be it'll be a fun tour. Uh, and Sam's great. I love doing his stuff. Like a, that, he's always got good musicians, and it's cool music. So that's man, that's really wow. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, sorry, Chad, I, I absolutely just bulldozed you on this one. But uh, and sorry, <laughs> people people are wondering too. They go, "What? Where's little baby Eric C. Hughes?" Well, Eric, uh, Eric got a new shipment of babies in, so he's sampling his. Uh, that's all he 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 lives on. He lives on dead babies. So, so he's uh he's right now uh he's right now just at the graveyard just uh just going through his going through his new supply no but he 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 couldn't be here today which is a shame because we were listening to the record and he was he was uh he was actually you and he were listening to the record i guess as they were uh they just come out and he so eric was the one that was going hey Holy fuck! You got to hear this record, and he was all over. The, I mean, just jumping for joy. And you, you know, nothing gets Eric happy except dead babies and yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. rock and roll. So, uh, so yeah. Unfortunately for us, Eric Eric was not able to to be here for this one today, which I know he wanted to be here for. Um, so again, we, we're just like I said, and and Mark, thank you for coming on at such short notice too. Oh, we sure. were. Um, We've you and Orc have been on the radar for and Luba Dvorak of, of course as well have been on our radar forever. But we've we've actually got into this a, a year and change into this podcast. We're actually hitting a stride right now, and we're we're on a we're on a kick right now. Um, and we, what we do is every week we kill a song. Okay, and you can take any song from any genre from any time in the whole world since the beginning of time. And you get to kill it, which means it never existed and it never happened, and Ooh. you're responsible for that. And um, if you would <laughs> like, to, if you would like to take a stab at it, we would love to have Mark Riddell's song to kill. Okay. On this day. Um, and we and, and we can give him a moment to think about it too, as long as it's not anything it's, by share, because because I'll cut your mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, wow. You know, it's, it's hard. It's not an easy question. Like, no, it's not. Because, like, okay, so, like, the songs, like, there are songs that if a band starts playing, I will walk out of the club and, and until it's <laughs> over and I'll yes. come and I'll walk back in. Like, I've just gotten to Smash the point mouth. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody. I'm out. I'm out, man. Yeah. I can't do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, you know, and it's like, and it's those fucking songs that everybody requests all the time, right? Yes. You know, uh, which, you know, and I know why they do. Um, but it's like, you know, Oh God, please. You know, but at the same time, like they're, they're great songs. Um, yes. You know, okay. I, I, okay. Let's go with, um, I think I could go with, I could definitely get on board and I will, I would, I think gladly take full credit for it for, uh, <laughs> for killing a uh, Folsom prison blues. Johnny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, do I love yeah. that song? Yes, I do. It's a great song. Uh, but, God damn it. Like the guy has better <laughs> songs and nobody yes. knows what they are. And yes. I mean, that's, I, I cannot, there is not one gig. You cannot play in a country bar without some yokel coming in and be like, y'all play some Johnny cash. And then you pl- start playing another Johnny cash song. They're like, 
no, play some Johnny Cash. And you're like, uh, bah, 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 bah. yeah, he you has know, one song, Mark. One, he has one, one song. And, um, I've, I've, I've gotten to the point where like the bands that I play in regularly, there, there's a time there, like when I first started playing with Charlie Harrison and he had it on a set list and, uh, got to the gig first gig with him. I was like, listen, man, um, I'm, I, I, I'll be like, I'll, I may have critiques now and then. I was like, but but there's one thing that I don't do. And it's like, I don't play Folsom Prison anymore. <laughs> and, and he looks at me and he was like, what do you mean? He's like, people love that song. I was like, I understand, but I do not play that song anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you play that song, I will put down my bass and I will walk off stage. I just, I'm not going to do it. And he laughed and he said, okay. Um, now, if you're tipping a hundred bucks, fine. That's how much that song is worth to anybody, right? It's like yeah. for the band, like don't make them do it. But also, like every every like up and coming artist, like they always put it on their set list, and I just want to take it. Like no, like <laughs> the yeah. song is the song needs to die. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Folsom Prison Blues. I it's it's a good song, but it doesn't need it, it's had its time. I'll kill it. I I fully I, I concur a hundred percent. We've had it on our set for. Since Ever? the beginning, since the beginning of time, um, and, and 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 to make matters worse, I heard somebody sent me a video of, and it's a Renaissance because what we did was we combined Folsom Prison and Fields of Athen Rye, which is an Irish oh, and yeah. American song. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I like, I dig that. I think that's cool. You know, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. So I wanted Chad to sing the Irish one, and I'd sing the American one. You know, just for yeah, but. But somebody sent me the other, and you will not fucking believe this, but glad we're all sitting down and hopefully we've got fresh depends on because uh, <laughs> somebody sent me a, a video of a, a, a Rennie guy. God, where the fuck was it? A Rennie guy, and he was singing Athen Rye, and he went into Fol- – he was singing Folsom, and he went into Athen Rye. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how that came across. But How did you figure that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was, and, and I, again, again, I thought it was kind of funny to call it prison love songs because it was <laughs> a, you know, right. So, uh, but I, I'm with you a hundred fucking percent on the that I've kill I kill songs all the time that we play. Why? Uh, because they're fucking done. They're fucking yeah. done. And are we doing something a little different to him? Yeah, but it's still, you know, again, it's like being the thinnest kid at fat camp. It doesn't, right? you know, you're not. Still can't have so, any uh, cake until you get back home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chad, kill a song for us today on this beautiful Tuesday. All right. I was going to say this for when Eric was here, but he he'll have to react to it uh, afterwards. Last week, I killed a song that some of our listeners were were angry that I killed. Yes. For no, no doubt song. Um, I'm going to, to be fair, I'm going to kill a song by a band, not not only one of my favorite bands, but the favorite band of mine, the Beatles. Uh, Maxwell Silverhammer. Oh. Got to wow. go. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I didn't and either. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's only, it's, it's, I think it's consistently been the, the, the only song I always skip over when I'm listening to Abbey Road. <laughs> and it just, the other Beatles didn't like it. They were just kind of, you know, it's like, all right, we're going to play your silly song, Paul. And it, not- to me, it's, to me, it's just like, it kind of, that was indicative of where Paul was going with some of his weakest material throughout his 70s you- solo career. It just, it just does not hold up to the rest of that album. No, Even the other stuff, but the, yeah. the stuff that Paul does on side two, absolutely brilliant. 
And Maxwell Silverhammer just seems like he was just goofing around. It was like an excuse to play with the the Moog synthesizer, I think, which is fine. But <laughs> you're know. not going to believe this, but the song I was going to kill today was "Banned on the Run" by Paul McCartney. Oh, really? oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not a Paul McCartney fan, so it's real easy to kill any of that. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's because I, I, I had no idea you're going to say that, Chad. And then I'm going to kill one for Eric today too. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Yeah. Kidding. <laughs> I'm going to let him do that. But, uh, but Mark, we got to have you on again. We got to do this again because we're, uh, we have many, many, many more questions and I want to do it. I want to do it when this, uh, hits the, hits the stores, especially here in sunny old Houston, because I know there's a, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that we, that we know that would like to, uh, to get some fresh rock and roll in their veins. Heck yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me on a, uh, this was awesome. I like, I love you guys. Like not only like as, as musicians, but you're good people too, you know, and that's always important. And I, likewise. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, let's do it again. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'll be back from tour and stuff like, uh, at the beginning, right at the beginning of May, which will probably be right when, when this stuff, uh, starts to drop out. So it'll be perfect time. Excellent. So we should do it. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, do it. let's do it again. And, and then, uh, we're down the road. We've mentioned this a couple of times, but down the road, and I mentioned it to you at Catalina coffee here in sunny old Houston. Um, we, uh, we're going to do a round table and you are absolutely crucial to this, to this discussion, but we want to talk about, we want to talk again, this may not, this probably won't fall under the slapper cast, um, uh, umbrella, but it, it, it could. But I mean, again, I wanted I wanted to be a musician focused um, gig okay. slash tour slash you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can go anywhere. But I, I just want I want the heavy hitters and yourself and Orc are uh, you know Luba you know Alan Hill all these big hitters here in town. I want to just sit down with everybody and kind of just coffee and you know so- solve the world's problems you know i was about to say you're gonna need an extra like a whole extra external hard drive for that round table yeah. <laughs> and we're probably gonna yeah. have to have order in more than one meal and i'm totally down we should all have giant steins of beer while we do this i think i feel can, like can do really, i happen I, to know some of the people in the uh, in the beer garden in uh, continental that can happily yeah yeah, yeah. I, got I, mean, a, I got a big old mug that'd be fun <laughs> yeah yeah, man. Cool. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. I'm down. So, Mark, this, this episode's coming out next Tuesday. Okay. Uh, so, where where can people come see you as earliest uh, as possible? Let me see. Uh, next week, well, I got my calendar right here in front of me. This is good. Calendar has become a necessity. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So, next, so Thursday, April 7th, I'll be at the Big Easy with the Mighty Orc. Yeah. Uh, that yes. usually starts around 9, 930. Um, I'll be at, actually, I'll be at Winnie's that, that, sandwich bar joined down the street from the continental club, uh, doing a six to eight set with, uh, with Katie's brushing, uh, oh, cool. that day. And then, um, actually, uh, yeah. And that's it. I got a private party gig on Saturday, but anyway, so okay. those are the only just Thursday, 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 public appearances. Excellent. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's been a pleasure. And I, I like I said, I just, I, I love your record. Congratulations on it. And, uh, just, I, I can't wait to hear a lot more for, from you. You've got so much in the tank, my friend. Oh, thank I you, hope, brother. I hope you get the time to do it. Yeah, I, I I got a couple that I'm already working on and guys I'm talking to to, to, to work on it with. So uh, it'll happen. But, uh, man, thank Beautiful. you. For, I, I'm just glad you dig it, man. Thanks for, thanks, for, thanks for getting into it. That's awesome. Absolute pleasure, man. Thanks again, Mark. We will have him on the show again, for sure. Hopefully all four of us next time. Done deal. Done deal. So, two, three, four. 
Okay. So Eric, right, we need to get you caught up in the song killing this week. Yes. So we, we, we went the Paul McCartney route. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I killed Maxwell Silverhammer. Ooh! Beatles. But I hate all Paul McCartney, so I killed Band on the Run. Um, if we're going to kill a Paul McCartney song, it's going to have to be... Uh, um, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I think you already killed that. I think that, I might have killed that. Before Did you start killing him? Yeah, yeah. Before we can, I can pick a second one. We okay. were complaining about Beatles solo stuff. I think you, you mentioned those yeah, the ago. silly love songs. So that's a really just, good one. Just, that's a hard one to take. That's a really good. I mean, it's a great one to kill. And yeah. today is a great day for killing. But yeah, kill another one. As much as I love Christmas music, which everyone knows that I do oh love the holiday of Christmas uh, in all its trappings, minus the uh, religious Jesus stuff, which is just a sham anyway. Um, well, that's 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 a debate for next week. That's next week's debate. Can we kill Jesus again? The answer? We'll find out next week. Uh, the song that I would kill was Paul McCartney is simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Thank that's you. A good one. That's it's, a good one. It's, uh, it's, uh, again, the sentiment is nice. But the song is just that is drudgery. Quite possibly the worst song you ever put out. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I like the sentiment of it. I like having a good time at Christmas time and having a party and stuff like that. But we don't need that song about it. That's Ebony and Ivory is as bad as any fucking song of the world. Yeah. So, so simply having a wonderful Christmas time would be my yeah. Paul McCartney. What yeah, song so. did What song did he and Michael Jackson write together? What, which one was that? Uh, say, say, say. Yeah, there's no, no, that's, grand, that's and, uh, pretty fucking terrible. Doggone girls, mine. Girl's oh, mine. that one too. Yeah, that was pretty terrible too. Yeah. Wow, Paul, take a long walk off a short pier with a bag of bricks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. That was awful. I'm curious to know, Eric. As far as Abbey Road goes, are you in agreement with me that Maxwell's going to be excised from that record? Or do you? Are you fond uh, of? It's not my favorite song on the Abbey Road record. Uh, it is kind of, a, I think, kind of a throwaway. It's kind of a goofy, a goofy Paul song. Like when I'm 64, I think is also a song that's just not great. So yeah, I like that one just because of the, the, the arrangement on it. I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, which song? Uh, 64. 64, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it harkens to Paul's love of the uh, American uh, musical theater and uh, the American songbook. It does sound very much like a song like that. It might show up in a musical somewhere. Knowing Paul's history of buying actual musicals, buying the rights to several musicals, and also a marching band song, which is kind of interesting. Oh. Um, I did not know this. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's got his money hand and all kinds of stuff, publishing wise. So, yeah, Maxwell's is not. You can take that record, that song off that record, and it would be a much more complete album, I believe. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people cite Abbey Road as their favorite. That's why I, that song really is the main reason why I can't say that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's low on my Beatles list of yeah. my favorite records. Rocky Raccoon is kind of stupid too Yeah Actually the whole White Album Is kind of stupid But that's just me There's a lot of stupid shit In the White Album But I think that's why I I forgive it Because it's it's the same album That has Revolution Number 9 on it Those those silly little songs That they have Are are a little bit more Less of a big deal I think think, uh, Less annoying I sort of think The White Album Was like Hey we're no longer a band We're just four guys That happen to work together Once in a while Right And it was definitely Like not a, a Beatles band no. Record. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks, Paul, for the memories. But I wish you guys could see this fucking driving today. It's classic fucking Houston. It's just. It's classic Houston on a Friday for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they seem to come out more on Friday than any other day. 
evening on a Tuesday, which is weird, huh? Yeah. So yeah, we, we like I said, all these dates, all this stuff on the all this stuff is gonna be appearing uh, today, Tuesday on the website. So stop by and check it out. The the West Coast is it's been a while since we went out there. Yeah. So hopefully the gas prices keep going up and up and up so we can walk. Uh yeah. I think next week we're also gonna have a, a very special Houstonian. When I say special, big names, big big names in the Houston rock scene. How about that? We do want to say happy birthday to Brian Reeves, by the way. Yeah, I, we're a little bit late, but that's okay. Brian, you need to have birthdays on a Tuesday so we can be on time. Damn it! Happy birthday, Brian Reeves. Birthday. Happy birthday, Brian Reeves. And uh, belated, belated to Greg Fugate. Thank you for the banner, which we'll be, yeah, be flying tonight. So it's a little small. What? <laughs> I heard that. Thanks for tuning in to Slapcast episode. Pick a number. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, cheers. Thanks yeah. for listening. Sign that fucking mailing list.